Praise the Lord, somebody. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. All right, so if you'll just give me a few moments of attention, uh, we're going to go to Isaiah chapter number nine, and we're going to read a very, very uh, a powerful uh, passage of scripture together, and it is showing us something that is, uh, I don't know if I have time to do it justice today. Uh, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have dwelt in the land of deep darkness on them has the light shine. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. Everyone remember that, the day of Midian. Um, if we continue, there's one more scripture, and then we're going to get into what you could, most of you, quote, for every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. Next verse. Are you ready for this? For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Now, in all my years of being religious and being a churchgoer, I have heard Isaiah 9 and 6 preached many, many times. I have never heard two verses back where the writer says this passage, you have broken as on the day of Midian, the yoke of burden, the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. What are we talking about when we talk about the day of Midian? I'll have to take you back to another story, the story of Gideon. And Gideon is a very insecure, a very how shall we say, unimpressive individual who is hiding from the enemy and the Lord has chosen him to bring victory to the house of Israel. Why is this important? God uses who is available. God does not wait for you to be perfect to be used of God. Can I have a big amen from this side? If God waited for perfection, there would be no work of God done under the sun. There would be no work of God done under the sun if God waited for perfection. So elbow your neighbor and say, God would like to use you. Go ahead, tell him. Now ask this question, are you available? You see, the Bible is full of God using imperfect, broken down, raggedy people like me. God is used to use an ordinary lowly, unimpressive, unimportant, non-celebrity types who fly in the uh, coat section. God is used to using people like me if I will make myself available. The test of God's utility in us is not based upon us having a high holiness score or godliness accomplishment or righteousness score. It is about availability to God. God will use a donkey. 
but I'm, I'm not preaching about Pastor Don today. I'm moving right. That was funny. I couldn't see Ed. I couldn't find Ed, y'all. I know he's somewhere, and I normally pick on him, but uh, anyway, the idea that I want you to see here is why would God use Gideon? Because he's available. And then God speaks to this person who is available how God chooses to see him. He says, oh, mighty man of valor. Now, is Gideon a mighty man of valor? Somebody say no. Mighty men of valor don't hide. They don't isolate. They don't hide. Uh, why is he hiding in day of trouble? Because he's anything but a mighty man of valor. But when God decides to use you, he sees what you could be in faith. Come on, somebody. He sees what you could accomplish in faith. He sees who you could be through the power of God. Not who you are, but who you could be. And so Gideon, I'll move quickly through this story since we are all here in the house together and little people have shorter attention spans, although not much shorter than most of our big people here at First Church. Uh, that's funny. I don't care what y'all say. And so uh, Gideon, you see him uh, begin to gather the, the, an army to do what? To throw off the oppressor. It is the Midianites who are oppressing. They once were brethren. They once were brethren. Not going to take time to go into that. They once were brethren. Now they are enemies. Isn't it interesting how uh, brethren can become enemies, not by God's placement, but by their choice. People can choose to harm you. There's no reason for them to harm you. You've had enough suffering in your life. You don't need someone else to harm you. You don't need someone else to speak against what destiny you have. Left and yet people will try to harm you. Hear me when I say God will still use you even if your brethren have written you off. Even as your family is done with you, God will still use you. Gideon is going to gather an army against people who once were brethren. They were the Midianites. I, I won't get into the history, but consider that a holiday week homework assignment for you to understand how they at one time were considered a close family and now they have become enemies. Uh, and so here you have a hundred approximately, if we get this Bible numbers correct, there's about 132,000 Midianites. Somebody say that's a lot. 132,000 is a lot of anything. 132,000 is a lot of pennies to roll. It's a lot of it's a lot of dogs to feed. <laughs> It's a lot of circuses to go to. 132,000 is a lot of anything. Uh, that's how many enemy soldiers there are. And the house of Israel has about 35,000, something like that. Um, and so what you have is a tremendous disparity in forces. And God says to Gideon, this individual who does not think of himself as a mighty man, but is available in spite of all his other mistakes, he is available, giving us imperfect people all hope. Um, the Lord says, you have too many people. You have too many soldiers. And Gideon's down here going, now 35,000, 132,000, uh, or some close derivation of that. Um, what do you mean by too much? Define too much. Uh, there's a lesson to be shown here. God wants the miracle to be only a God-sized problem. He is not willing to do it if there's any chance you will take the credit for it. It's about his glory in the earth, not your dominion in the earth. The person who uses God's anointing to exalt self is a, a flawed, terrible representative of the miraculous because God is most interested when you are at your wits end. If you want to get God interested in your life, 
Find the moment when you have no other answer and say, God, okay, I need you to show up. I have no other solution. And so uh, here, the weeding out process begins. They begin to take out a bunch of the soldiers, um, and there's various tests that are involved in this. Gideon ends up with 300 soldiers. He went from 32,000 down to about 300 soldiers, and they're given three things. None of these are very useful by conventional wisdom. They're given uh, torches, they're giving, given pots of clay, and they are giving uh, shofars, trumpets, ancient uh, horns to blow out of a ram's horn, a shofar. They have 300 of these. Do these images matter. Yes, God wants to tell the Christmas story 2,000 years or more. Actually, 3,000 years before Christmas, God is going to give the gospel in a nutshell. The shofar says there's something you ought to tell the whole world. You ought to announce in all the land something. You ought to have good news, a great report for all people. You have something something uh, to uh, blast into your environment. The jar of clay, that's you. We are all of us jars of clay. We are all of us vessels of flesh. And all of us will be broken. Or you see how the gospel is going to be told 3,000 years before Christ is born. And so this clay vessel will be broken. We are all of us vessels of clay. In fact, when Jesus himself takes upon fleshly form, when Jesus himself becomes like us, what is going to happen? He's going to become a clay vessel himself. And what is going to be done to that clay vessel? It will be broken. But if you break that clay vessel, you allow light that was hidden by the clay, hidden by the flesh. You allow it to shine. Jesus said, it's good that I go away. Peter, I know you don't want me to go to Calvary. I know you don't want this flesh to be broken. You think the point of this is the flesh, but I'm here to tell you, it's better for you if this flesh is broken because then the light can shine. If I be lifted up, Jesus said, I will draw all men unto, come on somebody, you have hope in Jesus Christ. So what happens? They light their torches, or they have their torches in their clay vessels, and they have their trumpets, their shofars. And uh, 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 my dad used to have a shofar. Some of you old timers remember when we'd start having one of those shouting services, he'd get out that shofar. And it was funny because I was just a kid that took him a long time to learn how to blow it. Uh, in the beginning, it was like... <laughs> But after a few months of trying, he would blow that shofar and we'd all just worship the Lord and it was a great time. They surround the enemy encampment of 135,000 soldiers and there's only 300 of them. And first thing they do is they announce they have, what was a shofar used for? To get people's attention, to signal information to large groups of people who were too far away to hear you speak. But with the blast of a trumpet, you 
could tell the army to attack. You could tell the army to retreat. You are sending information to large groups of people too far away to speak. And so uh, 300 of them around the Midianite camp, what do they do? They blow the shofar. The enemy soldiers wake up. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing but trouble coming tonight. And about that time, they uh, shatter the clay uh, uh, jugs, so to speak, the vessels that are hiding the torches. And what the enemy sees surrounding them is the blast of trumpets. We have something to say. Uh, The clatter of broken pots and the light that shines out of that which has been broken. This is the day of Midian in the scripture. These are the images given to teach us all generations from olden days to times to come. These are the images to teach us. And the prophet Isaiah, oh, praise the Lord. I love the scripture. I love the beauty of the scripture. I love when the threads of a divine tapestry are revealed to all of us for understanding. Let me ask you, have you seen the beauty of the Lord? If you will get in the scripture, you will see how the threads of prophecy, the threads of fulfillment come together to show you he was more than just a man. I said he was more than just a man. He was the great God robed in flesh. He was the one of whom the prophets spake. He was the hope of the promises made unto the Father. I want to ask you, does anybody know him here today? He is the one who speaks hope into your brokenness. He is the light in the blackest midnight that shines with the rising of the dawn. He's the one that wipes every tear. Oh, I want to ask you again, is there anybody here who can say, I know him? Can anyone say, I once was lost in sin? But Jesus entered in, and then a little light of heaven filled my... Is there anybody here in love with Jesus? As it was in the day of Midian, there's going to be deliverance. How is this going to happen? Get to the next verse. For unto us a child is born... Oh, praise God. That's how the army of destruction is going to be defeated. Unto us, a child is born. Just as there was no hope in the time of judges, and just as they had no army to defeat uh, a Midian horde of over 130,000, just as there was no way they could win with a sword, they are given a trumpet to share the good news that unto us, a child is born, a son is given, and they are given these clay pots, these vessels of clay that, yes, will be broken, but not for the purposes of brokenness, but for the purposes of light, because out of brokenness shines a great light. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. There is a government that is beyond the powers of this world. It is a spiritual government. It is a kingdom that shall never come to an end. You won't understand it with tanks, planes, ships. You will not understand it with the weapons of the flesh. But it is a divine kingdom that is made possible for us to be a part of 
through Jesus Christ. He shall be a wonderful counselor. When I don't know where to go, when I don't know to whom to turn, I can say, Jesus, will you give me wisdom? And if you will ask of the Lord, he will give you wisdom. No matter how weak I am, he is the mighty God. No matter how lowly I am, he is the mighty God. No matter how imperfect I am and how conflicted I am and troubled I am, he is my prince of peace. And of his reign, of his kingdom and his peace, there will be no end because he has come to establish the throne of David and reestablish the kingdom that shall never end. This is how it's going to happen. This is how the hordes of evil will be defeated. A child will be given to us. A son will be born to us. Everything is going to change. Do you know the story, Israelites, of how Gideon led victory over the Midianites? Do you know the story how there was no hope in their human efforts? Hear me, this is the gospel I'm about to give and give, give to you. There was no way for you to find salvation. There were too much too many against you. There were too many sins uh, weighing against you. There were too many flaws. There was no hope for you. You might as well send 30,000 soldiers home because your righteousness is as filthy rags. There's no accomplishment you can do to defeat this horde of evil. Let's see if there is those who will not fight with sword, but will fight with testimony. We see if there's any who can win this battle, not with spears, but with a blast of a trumpet and the clatter of broken clay and the light that shines into darkness. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he who was light, God, when he describes himself as a physical, as a thing in the physical world, he uses light. Light is a physical thing. It is particles called photons that shines, and it is the centerpiece of all the universe that we can see. What we know about physics, what we understand about the very order of the world is given to us by the daily gift of photons pouring upon us endless sunlight both near and far. And though we know little, we are rich in photons. And God says, okay, let me use something from the physical world to describe who I am. And when we talk physics, I want to use the example of the photon. This God is light. If you want to talk in an arena of, of, of human emotion and pick one to give you insight into God, God says he is what? Love. The most human emotion you can have of God that teaches you the most about God is uh, love. And so if he is going to define himself as light, it's going to be like this. There is good news for everyone. This is news of great joy to, somebody say it, all people. What is that news? Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Praise God. It's good news for everyone. That is the blowing of the shofar. Good news. 
And in this little baby is the whole world place. Musicians, you can come. In this whole, in this baby is the whole world placed. All the hope and promises that we have of eternal life in this baby. But this flesh, innocent in this moment, will be protected until this flesh is lifted between heaven and earth. And there, six hours, one Friday before the Passover, he is going to die. The just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. But it was for your sakes that this vessel of clay is broken. Somebody say, it was for my sake. It was for my sake that this vessel of clay was broken. It was for my sake, my sins. But that's not the end of the story. Because three days later, while the women came to mourn in the garden, the angel said, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. We break the jar of clay and let the testimonial light of new life shine. He is the light of the world. So ultimately, and I'm ending with this, Christmas is full of presents and get-togethers and food and fun, but that's all the symptom of Christmas, not the cause. That's the ancillary effects of Christmas. And yes, it's wonderful to see the joy in children's eyes, and I know you feel the same. It's wonderful. But this is what I want to say. The flesh, the vessel of the flesh is broken that the light of hope may shine. And if this same Jesus, if this same spirit which raised up Christ from the dead, this light, if this same spirit which raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, then that same spirit will what? Quicken your mortal body. Stand with me all across the house. Would you lift your hands and would you say, I choose on Christmas Eve, I choose to worship you. I choose to thank you for your goodness. I choose to bless you for your goodness. I choose to exalt you today. Lord, you are worthy of every song that we sing. You are worthy of every testimony that we give. We thank you that we are living in a country that is at peace. There are countries that are not at peace today, and they celebrate Christmas in great danger and risk, with bombs falling and rockets flying. But we are at peace today. Help us to be thankful that you have, from the beginning, told a symphony, or written a symphony that is spoken in days of past and still celebrated in the days we live. And Christianity is still the fastest growing faith in the whole world. Christ, you have one. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast 
and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.